Hi everyone, uh, welcome to Yella Mensa, the Ministry of Isabombano Center for Biblical Justice. I'm your host David, and with me, yes, my me. man, yes, me, John, as usual, sidekick. I think is what you called me last time. Yep, still here. Yeah, you still are. <laughs> you still that man. You still yeah. that guy. Let me just say this off the bat: uh, we are gonna deal with a very sensitive issue that is currently hot, hot on the on social media and everywhere else on on television. And that is the issue of um, Eswin Willemse and what's happened on yeah. live air. Um, so we thought we we grab that opportunity to yep. talk about this really sensitive issue, but at the same time get into the the hard things that mm. came out and it's currently on yes. people's on people's minds and people's lips. And um, sure, John. Yeah, I think um, I think in one sense this is a this is an issue. Um, it's a particular issue, but I think we just wanted to grab it because it's an issue that is so prevalent in so many different forms mm-hmm. um, in, in throughout South African society. So this sure. issue is kind of a representative issue. Mm. Um, but David, why don't you tell us a little bit? Um, give us set the story for those who have sure. been living under a rock and don't know what's happened. <laughs> what happened with Ashwin Williamson? So on Saturday night uh, during a live Super Sport broadcast, rugby analysis and mm-hmm. former Springbok uh, wing. Uh, Ashwin Willemse walked out of the studio, and I emphasize walked out mm. of the studio not after not stormed after stating uh, to fellow analysis Nick Mallet and Nas Porter, and I quote: "I've been." This is his words. This is um, Willemse's words. I've been in the game for a long time, like most of us here. As a player, I've been called a quota for a long time, and I've worked very hard to earn the respect I have now. I'm not going to sit here and be patronized by these two individuals, talking about Mallet and Water, who played their rugby during the apartheid era, a segregated era. And Willemse, of course, went on to say, and I quote again, um, he went on to say, he, he can't work with people who undermine other people, and that he was glad it happened on live TV mm. so that people can see. Ooh. The Minister of Sport, uh, of, of Sport and Recreation, uh, uh, Minister Klasa, then responded by issuing this statement. And this is just uh, a few uh, snippets from a statement. Uh, you can probably go onto the, the website of, of the Minister of Sport. Um, it's available in social media as yep. well. And here's our, this is just some of her words. This behavior of entitlement by some white South Africans <coughs> who continue to think that they that their whiteness represents better must come to an end. If it was not for a barbaric, nonsensical apartheid system that privileged them, we would not have implemented a quota system to normalize an otherwise abnormal system. She goes on to say that players like Willemse, uh, Habana, Colisi uh, uh, continue to make us proud as a nation and affirm mm. that they are not token players or quota players. She goes on to say as well, um, uh, the continued appearance of Mallet and Buerta will be seen on so, uh, Supersport, will be seen as an endorsement of their alleged racist behavior. Sure. So, what did you think when you saw the clip? Where were you? What 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 yeah. was what was your initial thoughts so when I, you saw? So honestly, I actually stopped watching rugby 
quite a few years ago actually when you white what yeah no I, well actually i was struggling that, that's, a, that's another interesting story <laughs> but actually um actually i've been struggling with the, the kind of some of the racial dynamics in rugby for quite a mm-hmm. while actually mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and i remember i remember clearly it was the world cup semi-final or something 2014 2015 there's a whole fees must fall sure. kind of uh was really going on and i'd been i'd been to some marches i think that day or engaging with some uh-huh. students uh-huh. And I've just been talking and thinking and just seeing the students struggling for, for just to be heard, to have a survival. And then I thought, and, and everyone said, come watch the rugby, come watch the rugby. And I was like, I, I don't feel like I can go watch this untransformed <laughs> team. And it just felt so hollow and I felt like my heart wasn't in it. And uh, I thought, I was thinking, do I become like one of these Cape Tonians and I start supporting New Zealand? Sure. And then eventually I was like, yeah, I'm actually done with rugby. And so, so actually, I haven't been watching rugby, so I wasn't watching okay, it live. Okay, okay. But we were, um, my wife and I were kind of chilling at home. We were watching some, something on Netflix, I think. Mm-hmm. And my wife, um, I don't know, she, maybe she, she went to do something, and so I was waiting for her to watch another episode. So I just picked up my phone, and I was like, mm, I was like oh, what's going on here? Ashton Willems, what's he doing? And, uh, you know, so, and so I went on and I watched the clip, and I was like, whoa. I mean, it was, it was powerful. It was... It was tense. It was sure. what just happened here. Yeah. So immediately I went straight to Twitter and I was like, "Hey, what's going what's on going here?" On? And of course, Twitter was exploding, exploding already. Sure. So yeah. So I started looking at some of those responses and 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 just trying to make sense of, yeah. of what had happened. Yeah. And trying to get a feel for exactly what had gone down. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I, similar to me, I was <coughs> sitting at home and then the next thing I was on Facebook on my phone and then the next thing I. A friend of mine posted posted uh, the video clip and yeah. just went wow and I was like okay what 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 is this all about yes like, did we win did something happen <laughs> yeah. Did, did, yeah I'm not I'm not aware of any box game that happened like right, what, what right. is happening and then I went on and I and I saw it and I was like wow I was I was I was wild yeah I was wild by by what I saw and immediately like all of us we wanted I wanted to know what happened yes. what led to yeah. this response and now let me just say this that I'm aware that uh, there's a lot more information that needs to come out yes. and so as I said in the beginning we this is a this is this is what came out uh, we're going to get into the the whole debate of Aswin Willems' experience and the black experience and all of that mm-hmm. but this is just a road in um, to that bigger conversation um, looking at Ashwin's response and Mm. what people's typical responses are Mm. across the racial lines um, regarding um, that particular incident Mm. and and, and the broader conversation that happened and so 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 don't take us to say that yes this is what happened and this is the issue and 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 that's that's not what we're saying we're saying Mm. Um, there's a bigger issue, there's a bigger conversation yes. that needs to be had and Ashwin is opening up this conversation yes. and let's get into those things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the first thing, John, is yes. one of the responses mm. after seeing that, one of the responses that that, pe- that people have thrown out is Ashwin has thrown the race card. Yes. He shouldn't have gone down that road. Mm-mm. It was unnecessary. Why did he did he have to go down that road? Couldn't this just just been an issue of professionalism? Yes, he was unprofessional. He was in the being way he, acted. he was he was unprofessional. In, yeah. in the way he reacted, and it was simply a professional issue. Maybe they just undermined him, and he shouldn't really have put him. Put yeah, him I think race card. I th- so I mean, it, it, it's it's an interesting thing, is and so one of the things that the, the one of the comments that also coming up quite a few few times was con- connected with the the throwing the race card comment is that mm-hmm. he made it a race issue when uh-huh. it when it was not. 
It was obviously there was a personal dispute um, and no one was saying anything about race or apartheid or quarter players and yet Willemse made Rated it a race, race because he didn't know how to handle himself. Ah. Um, he was emotional. He threw, what's the word, a hissy fit. <laughs> I mean, how... And exactly what he's accusing people of is being patronized. But how patronizing is that to say someone who takes a stand, he threw a hissy fit? What, what strikes me again and again as I look at this, and we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit later as well, is that black people, colored people in this country are going immediately, they're going, yes, we know that feeling. We understand that we've been there. We, we know, like, Ashwin didn't have to say it. He doesn't have to spell it out. He doesn't have to give us all the evidence. We know that. We've we experienced that. that. We've, we've experienced that, that constant being undermined. Hmm. Um, and so, and, and that undermining is a race issue, isn't it? And, and this is the kind of idea, because Willems is a colored man, he's an Afrikaans-speaking colored man, so on an English-speaking program, so he's going to make a few mistakes of grammar, and as all of us do sure. when dealing in a language that's often not our first language. I mean, tell me about it. Yeah, tell me. I don't want to go on Afrikaans <laughs> programs, all I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Um, but because of who he is, because of, of his, his home language, he's undermined, he's made to feel like his rugby opinion is lesser. Is lesser that his, his ability to analyze a game is lesser, that even his rugby experience is lesser. And that's what he was talking about being a quota player. Sure. Constantly on the field, he was made to feel like he was just there because we had to have a certain amount of black players. Sure. Never mind the fact that the man was 2003 uh, rugby player of the year. I think South African. I don't think he was world sure. rugby player of the year, but he was South African rugby player of the year. He was young player of the year. And I was still watching 20, rugby. 20, 22 years old. Yeah, he I was, remember. 22, yeah. He I was remember, before he turned 22. Yeah. I remember coming. I remember I was still watching rugby in those days. And I watched that 2003 World Cup. It was an abysmal World Cup. South Africa played terribly with a bunch of white guys. But the person who stood out was Ashwin sure, Willemser. I think if he. He could have won that rugby World Cup for himself if he could have made <laughs> 15 of him. Because the sure. rest of them, they were busy. Yeah, yeah. But yet he was always called a quarter player. Yeah. And you always got that hanging over you. Sure. And when you raise that, that people are not judging you on your, on your work or your experience and, and, and that you actually deserve to be there and that wow. actually you've worked really hard to be there, sure. um, then people are just throwing it, you're just there because of the color of your skin. Of your skin. Um, and, and, and so it is a race issue in one sense. It's, 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 it's constant. You don't mm. have to explicitly mention it because yeah. it's always there in his experience. He's always being made to feel you're only there because of the color of your skin, because we have to do this. Yeah. But you say your butt, now we let the big boys talk. Sure. Now we let the real analysts. That's what Nas was saying. That's, yeah. what, that's what Nas was saying. You know, you, you talk about this language thing. Um, listen, I've, I've been categorized as someone not from South Africa. Right. Uh, because I had a deep Namakwaland accent. Right. Even from my own colored friends. Like yeah. being like you, oh, you're not colored people in, in the Western Cape. Yes, yes. Cape, Cape, Cape colored people. And I was like, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a South, you're not a South African. Right. I was like, yes, I am. Right. <laughs> like, oh, because my, uh, my language, my, 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 my accent and yes. my, it's not, but that's besides the point as well. But you, you well, get it's not it. really. It's, it's part of that. It's, it's part of the conversation. Hmm. Well, well, actually, you see, it, it's, it's partly, it, it's a race thing, and the race is also connected to you don't speak English properly. Sure. But now, who said that, in, that speaking English the way I speak English, or maybe the way someone went to a private mm. school with a nice, nicer, sure, sure. nicer tone than me even, um, who said that that qualifies you to have intelligence? intelligence. Who, and who said you need to speak English? Um, well, we live in a, I mean, we live in a country where mm. but English is kind of the common language, 
but it's not the predominant language. Well, Zulu is our predominant language. Yeah. We need a, we need to interrogate that and say if if a Zulu person speaks brilliant Zulu, yeah, and he can hold complex philosophical ideas or whatever in Zulu, but he struggles to articulate that in English. Yeah. Now we doubt his intelligence. We doubt his professionalism. Sure. Those are problems. That that, that there's a mm. white supremacy. There's a white superiority. A Westernized su- superiority that we have mm. to interrogate there. Yeah. And say who defined that as mm. professional who define that as mm. intelligence um, even the way you articulate your ideas even if you you because you come from a different culture you have a different framework of thinking the way you articulate your ideas you maybe don't articulate them someone who's raised in a western system like myself sure. there's a temptation me to say ah that guy's smart but he, he he can't quite articulate his ideas sure. but maybe he just articulates them differently Definitely. and we need to learn to to understand that we need to learn mm. to recognize that our way of speaking our mm. way of articulating is not the be all and end all yeah. And I think this comes, John, at the back of mm. a clip that was taken yes. in 2014 of Mallet mm. actually correcting Balamsa on yes. his English, on his grammar. Yes, on, on air. Live, on air. You can't divorce the fact that when Nas Bote, who is an Afrikaner, mm. is on air and he speaks, and Eswin Balamsa speaks, and, and Eswin gets undermined, and Bota never has that feeling. Even though he, he makes similar mistakes, similar mistakes, yes. and even and just his his commentary, we immediately instinctively feel that that these guys they know better. Yes, and it's not because of they they they've been you know long standing players. Yeah, they've been. No, Willemsen makes the point that we've all played. Yes, we've, we we all know. Um, you know, we've all been in that space. I'm speaking from what I know. Mm. And he's I'm, played I'm the respected. game more recently. Yes. Than him. And the game exactly. has changed and a the lot. The game has changed a lot. It's, it's yeah. So so, but that feeling that mm. you get. I mean, you can you can ask many women. Yes. Even in in the workplace. Yes. They 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 get into those spaces and they feel like is my, you know, they get undermined. Uh, mm. Is it? If you, if you take a woman in construction. Yeah. Um, now you're in engineering. You're a woman. Yes. You're a female. And a male. And a male dominates. Yeah. And then you're like, am I? You know, and, and you get these comments and people always questioning you. You're always having to prove mm. yourself. Particularly if you're, you're a black woman ex- or Helen. Yeah. That's Even doubly. Now. It adds yeah. it. Now, as a black person and you you feel this, this this coming and it's 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 been in, for years this has been coming. This is part of our society, our African society. Mm. When it comes and you feel it, mm. like... Is it? Some people say it's professionalism. You, it's just because of your professional courtesy. You're not. You're not having. It's like no. Why is it that his professionalism mm. is not the white guy's professionalism yes. is not is not questioned? You mean like mine, questioning an English? On yes. Air. Yes. Yeah. That's totally why, why is why is mine being? Why why am mm. I? And why do I have this feeling? And man, it's mm. it's it's enormous. I can tell you. Uh, at, at at college, we we said when we had a black lecturer. Mm. And the white lecturers and the white students were all there. We all felt it. You know that feeling of do us proud. Even mm. though he's the, 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 the lecturer, he's, he's teaching these white students and he feels, and we feel it sitting there. Sure. Like, is he, can he, should he? Now, I don't want to say maybe you have never felt that. Maybe you don't understand that feeling. Yeah, yeah. But this is what black people feel. Mm. Black and colored people. So, this is, it's such mm. a thing. It's such a real thing for us. That, that when we enter those spaces, when we enter those rooms, that we, man, it hangs over us. You feel inferior. You feel inferior. And you're made to feel. And made you feel inferior. And, 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 and on the other side is you come in our white friends. Mm. For some reason, they feel like 
I, I've got this, I have this. That's what black people, the, the, the reverse of that is what black people often feel in terms of when we're in that spaces and we don't get it. I, I, like the way you say, I like the way you say, for some reason, that's why white people feel. It's not for some reason, it's for a deliberate, intentional, systemized uh, system that was made to, to uphold us and make us white people believe that we were more important. Mm. It's exactly what it is. It's, sure. there's, there's the, apartheid did that. Apartheid told me as a white male that my voice counted for more than others. Wow. Apartheid says that my voice is more value for others. And, and it's not something like, I will never write that down, I'll never say mm. it. But it's been inculcated in me that I've wow. constantly got to say, when I'm in this room, who am I listening to? Whose voice am I giving more credence? When I'm listening to other people, am I, am I always thinking, yeah, that's good, but, but I need to give my bit because my bit is more important. Important. So it actually stops me listening. Well, now that is, that is, that is, that is a white superiority that is there. And I'm not saying you kind of waving the old flag and throwing the K word out. No, we, that's what we think is race. That's what we think of racism. And that is, that's kind of like a, a bloody racism out there. You can see it, you can identify it, you can put your finger on it. But there's an insidious racism that is bred into us that we as white people are raised to believe that there's something superior about our voice, about Mm. our intellect, about that. And we may not even hold those beliefs, but those beliefs live in us because apartheid did its evil work really well. Mm -hmm. And it did it so well in such a way that it also made black and colored people believe that too, that they were inferior and that white people were superior. Job. And so people still defer to me. People who know way more than me, often in situations, will defer to me. But that, that stuff is in me and, and I've got to constantly struggle because I realize it's there and because I've, 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 I, there's a self-awareness that I've said this has happened, I have to, I have to struggle. But if we don't know, it's there. Ah. Like I suspect some of these guys on, 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 on Supersport or whatever, and I can't speak for them, but I just people we've experienced, they're going, well... I'm not a racist. I don't, you know, I, I some of my best friends are yes. black and, and I, I kind of get on with people and I would sure. like to see, I, I believe in a meritocracy, Yeah. but you don't realize the meritocracy idea only works if, if people do all have equal access, wow. if people are all regarded as equal. Yes. But apartheid has done something deep within us. And it's not just apartheid, it's sin. It's sin. Apartheid has fed that That's sin, sin. Yeah. that sin that desire in us I think us that all. is at the heart yeah, yeah. of this thing. It's yeah. sin and sin in all of us. Yeah. Um, uh, let, let's get into, let, yeah. there, there's certain things that, that, that Ashwin points out specifically. Mm. And let, let's just, let's few a sec- few minutes on this. Yeah. He, he mentions be feeling like people have called him this thing or his professional career as being a quota yeah and the quota system is mm. there anything to that that we yeah so it's an interesting thing i mean it's become a very negative word like you just the quota quota man. yeah and i always want to i want to question that in one sense is, and i think the the um the anc the no the minister for sport i think she intimates that in her statement i can't mm-hmm. remember or to something else somewhere i read this but this idea is saying is there's a reason that the quota system existed yeah there is a reason the quota system existed mm. and it existed because otherwise talented black and colored and Indian players are not going to be given the opportunity. Sure. So, and I think that's, is, it's, we believe that we're all kind of equal, yeah. but until we realize we all have this inbuilt bias and white people will have an inbuilt bias to believe that white people are better. So, so when you bring that bias to selecting a football team, mm. a rugby team or a football team to appointing a coach, who are you gonna naturally go towards? Yeah. And so, so we, until we realize that bias, and because white people have proven resistance to acknowledging that bias, government had to in, uh, institute systems that said, no, 
we're going to overcome that bias. You're going to, we're going to put a quota system that you need yes. to select worthy black players. Well, and yes, we can talk about, has the system done yeah. well? Has it been implemented well? There have been problems, of course. Yeah. But you look at a guy like Ashton Willemser, who possibly would not have been in that team without the quota system not because he wasn't good enough but because he was perceived as not being as good as a white player who may have been lesser talented and so the government is saying we're going to give this guy his shot and look at a guy like Vimsa look at a guy like Brayton Paulson look at guys like Habana they take their chances it's such an interesting thing and so one of the 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 natural response from white people and it's again it just shows our position of privilege says well if there was racism if there was patronization that's happening show us the evidence wow you know, show, show us. He must point it out. Why didn't he go and report this? Yeah. And um, Eusebius McKaiser says something, and I think he gets it from someone else in his book, Run, Races, Run. Uh, in one of the chapters, he talks about this idea of racism receipts. Mm. A racism receipt is so when, some, when, when, a, when a black or colored person says, there's, there's been this, this, this behavior towards me that's racist. And again, we're not talking about that out there kind of racism, mm-hmm. like banning someone from coming to a restaurant because they're black or you can live here waving an old flag or that kind of stuff it's easy to spot i mean you you don't have to be particularly bright to see that guy's racist it's that insidious everyday racism that we've been bred into us you can't spot it you can't you don't have a receipt you don't know you can't say oh racism yes yeah we you bought these three items of racism let me return this yes yes. here's my receipt but you know what happened you can't you can't you don't have a receipt you can't say xyz but you know it's happening yeah you know every day there's a little bit you're being undermined not me i mean you know this more than me you don't have a receipt for it but you know it's happened sure and i i i feel like that's what's been happening with yeah. ashwin villain so it's been like a 2014 clip of your english corrected on air how dehumanizing how patronizing what sure. else has been happening sure it's 2014 it's now 2018 that's four years you think it's just yeah. gone away well clearly it hasn't it because Williamson's coming up and so it's constant drip 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 of being patronized being undermined being made to feel lesser because and not as important not, not as an authority on rugby because sure. of the color of your skin makaiser makes another point on that and he's saying in a country like ours which is so heavily racialized sure is it not more likely to believe that racism has happened than it hasn't in in a country like ours with so much inbuilt racism isn't it more likely mm. that racism happened that, that racism has happened than then it hasn't. Yeah. Because then we have to sit and go, it's probably more likely there's something to Ashwin Williams' story. That sure. he's not just getting upset, that it hasn't just been one thing, that it's been this constant sure. flood of, of undermining and pat- uh, uh, patronizing that's been going on and on and on. Sure. And something happened, obviously, off air, I think, yeah. that just triggered it and he was like, sure, I'm done. Yeah. I can't take this anymore. You know, John, um, I know somebody will say, you know, I know Nas, I know Nick, yes. and these guys are, are, are anything but racist. Not all white people are, are racist. Um, Maybe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I see your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not all white people are racist, but, but here's the thing. You know, I was, I was home this weekend. Um, sorry if I'm speaking from my experience. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, I went, I went, I, I went, I went home, and this is this is very this is very serious, and this is very close to my sorry. heart. My 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 uh, my nephew. My mom told me uh, they, my aunts were having, they were making food as color people are always in the kitchen making food. And uh, I walked in and they were talking about white and, 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 and brown bread. Mm. And my mom said, we don't buy brown bread. And I was like, why not? You, you know, I love brown bread. Why, yeah. why are you not buying? Because my six year old nephew scolded his granny um, 
on because he he said don't put in the black bread at school i don't want the black bread my yeah. friends six years old yeah but he as a six-year-old look at his world mm. he looks at where he stays yeah he looks at where he goes to school he looks at where he is mm-hmm. he looks at a world on tv he looks at mm. a world when he sometimes goes out of the cape flats Mm-mm. and he looks at his world and he perceives something and he looks at the brown bread and he says that's the black bread i don't Yo. want the black bread it's inferior it's price is less i don't want the black Yo. bread. that's his words not the brown bread the black bread sure the black bread. Sure. Now, now you, now you think of white people being raised in in a house where it's nothing. You're not being taught. Yeah, yeah. Be racist. Be racist. Uh, some maybe. Yeah. And some houses you're not being taught that. But then you, it's there in your that mind that you culture, that culture, and you in that, in that air and that and that environment that you raise that house. You look at the, across the railway yeah. line. You look at your own. You look where you shop, and and without parents intentionally telling yes. kids and and That's helping kids. These kids get employed. Mm. They're the mallets. They're the narcissists. They mm. get employed, and it comes out when they interact with this other world. Yes, and that experience of having to correct you, having mm. to make you feel because yes. we are better, and because yeah. we feel this way. You look at Ashwins, who's probably raised the way my nephew was raised, and probably, he, yeah. and he and he looks at his world, and and he's like. Was that feeling again? Yeah. But, but I've I've worked hard to get over yeah. that feeling. I'm I'm done with that, and here it pitches up. And now he's addressing it, and people are like, "Yeah, but we we need the evidence. We need the evidence. We need to. We need to. You you can't. It's it's, yeah. it's all of that." And he's like, "It's there. I'm feeling it's it. It's always there. there. It's, it's always real. There. It's always yeah. there. Yeah. You know it. It's just a different feeling. It's a feeling of superiority. That's the thing. Is is we this, this white supremacy can be so insidious that we don't even realize we're doing it. Sure, we don't even know we're doing it. And that's why, like you say, in, it's 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 so important to be intentional." We need yeah. to say this is what this is what we've been raised. This is the air we 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 breathe. This is the the, the water we swim in. Context. This is everything, and we believe that there's something superior about whiteness. And until we actually intentionally teach our children, until we intentionally examine our own hearts, our own minds, our own mm. ways of being, and we say, in what am I actually portraying here? What am I believing when I act like yes. this? What mm-hmm. those thoughts that happen in my head? Where's that coming from? Is sure. that true? Until we do that, we're just going to perpetuate the cycle. And and that's what patronizing often is. It's from good intentions. It's well-meaning. Yeah. Like maybe we're making jokes about stuff. We we don't mean no, to. Sure. You you have your time. You yeah, you can we, talk now. You yeah we I spoke, I spoke before. You, but you we don't realize how. So often we don't even realize yeah. how we're undermining. I mean, some people do, of course. Yes. But we don't even realize it, and hmm. that's. That the, the kind of thing is we need to see that the racist is not just the the kind of that that guy out there with like I said the old South African sure. flag and dropping the K bomb and you know Afri Forum or whatever it's the well-meaning I mean and this is Biko who spoke about this Martin Luther King all these guys spoke about it. it's the well-meaning, well-meaning white Christian liberal who is trying to do good but doing good in a way that the white person comes off as better and savior and says if you follow this you can be like me sure and we're going. And Ashwin Williams is going, no. Yeah. And black and colored people and women throughout our industries, throughout our churches, throughout our super sports studios are going, no, mm. we, we don't have to be you. We don't have to speak like you. We don't have to think like you. We don't have to articulate you. We, we have value. We have worth. We have, um, we, we, we have things to say. We have intelligence of our own. Mm. And, and lived experience is, is, is an enormous thing. And yes. this is what, we, what we've been saying, is that do not undermine the lived experiences of people. Yes. 
Um, mm. If if you if you you haven't walked in their shoes, you, you don't you have no idea what it's like mm. being living in in, in 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 the conditions that people have yeah. been living. But at the same time, we always speak about black lived experience. Mm. Let us not overlook white lived experience True. in the sense that with that with all the privilege with all the with all the with, mm. with whatever comes from that right. there's 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 perceived ideas and there's things that 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 come through john let's 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 speak to the church why, why? Uh, this stuff doesn't happen we, in the church does it this stuff happens not in the church no no never <laughs> never not in the church yeah. yes this is anyway this it's is, been fun no, yeah, yellow man so we wrap it up there no right? no 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 we we oh. we we are in the church these things do you think they happen within the church? And and can we speak to it? Um, are we the people redeemed by God through Jesus Christ who, who have their minds, hearts transformed by the gospel mm-hmm. and this stuff only happens to the Ashwin Willemses. Happens we only know. outside of mm. uh, outside of the, yeah. the, the church walls. It happens there. It that happens nasty on, on, pagan rugby studio. Uh, yes, it yeah, happens yeah. there. Mm, there's there's nothing place. within within the church. Well, to answer your question is does this happen in the church i mean it's a complex answer it's a difficult answer it's yes <laughs> there we go i mean of course it happens in the church because yeah. we are in the church like you said we are in the church sure and so white people black people colored people are part of the church and we bring that cultural conditioning we bring that supremacy we bring that inferiority we bring that undermining we bring those patterns of living into the church with us sure until unless we deliberately and we intentionally we recognize them and we begin mm. changing and dismantling them in our own personal lives in the way we we do church in whose sure. voices have value in whose voices are given authority so we will put black people on committees we'll put black people on important decision-making committees and they make decisions without them if a friend slash colleague who I, I I work with I'm not gonna give you details but we've been working together on a project um, and he sent me a, a WhatsApp a little while ago and said, thank you so much, uh, basically, for, for how you've treated me on this committee in, in asking my opinion, in um, asking uh, me to, to, to give input on this. And I thought, what, what are you talking about? And he said, I've been involved in many committees in church before, and we just get presented um, with the information. I'm on the committee, and I say, who's discussed this? Where's it come from? And his words were, I feel like a human being because what because I, and I think I didn't do anything I just said who, who do you think we should get involved how do you think we should do this what do you think the plan should be sure. and listen to him and took seriously and debated and when I when I went away and I investigated something I came back and I gave him the information he said thank you for treating me as a human being well that's in the church this is a and this this these are these are smart people these are people with, with experience with wisdom with intellect but who who's are black or colored and that's how they they experience life in the church this undermining sure. now somebody will go again and you know where's your race receipt yeah um we never we don't treat you like this in the church you you part of the part of the committee you part mm. of the board you you sit on it we we value your input we, mm. but but here's the thing the person don't feel like it yeah and and they don't they don't they don't see when it comes down boils down to the yeah. to the implementation and decision making process yes. that actually oh that is that's me there that's that's I can feel proud of this decision this this I'm what we've done I'm part of it because those are my ideas those that, that's us it reflects who we are we actually talking about we yes. actually doing things that that 
that are that is that involves all of our opinion that involves all of our decision making and, and and it comes down to things like and so it's not just being on the committee it's not just ratifying decisions although it's part of it it's also the fact is that when when i look at particularly in the angelica world i look at who are the speakers in our big conferences who are the the who, who are the voices of authority who are the people who lead big churches who sure. are the people who have influence on committees mm-hmm. and very often they look like me Maybe even a little older than me, because I'm just I'm I'm new middle age. But like so maybe a little but like but there's people who look like me. Those are people voices. When you want someone to speak about an issue, we get a white guy. Yeah. And we're saying when we're taking black people's voices seriously, we're saying, what would it be like if we had a black person speaking on this issue? What would it look like if we had a panel of black people? What if this was an event that needed to be run only by black people because 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 they have value, because they have worth, because we're listening to their voices, because we as white people need to stop talking. Mm. We need to start listening, and we need to start taking that seriously, because it's the only way we're going to start to defeat our own inbuilt, inbred white supremacy that's there. Sure. The gospel has the power to overcome that and change that sure. and reform us, but we've, mm. we've got to work. We've got to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And part sure. of that means is I have this idolatry of white supremacy living in me that has been incul- that sin gives me and has been inculcated and bred by apartheid and the legacy of apartheid. And I'm not going to get rid of that unless I'm going, Lord, help me. me. Sure. And how do I help me? Well, God's saying, I've given you a church of people who are not like you. Sit under their teaching. Listen to them. Take seriously what they have to That's say. It. That's going to change you. Sure. It's going to confront your idols. It's going to confront your supremacy. Mm. Um, and and be quiet even. Don't talk. Don't talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, people, the go-to passage is always Colossians chapter 3. And, um, you know, it's some people use it because they don't see race. Mm. Uh, here there is no Greek, no Jew, mm. no, no, people say, you know, I don't see color on the yeah, basis yeah. of that. But then you go in the context of the passage, Paul goes on and he talks about, you know, work towards unity. Yes. It's, it's hard. Mm. Work towards it. Uh, work towards love one or forgiving mm-hmm. one another mm-hmm. as the Lord forgave you. And he, and, he, and, he's in, and he is intentionally saying, this thing that I just told you, there should be none of this is not a complete don't look at each other yes. with your differences. It's saying slave owners, slave master, look at your slave. That's what Paul mm. is saying. And recognize this and recognize that there's a system, but here's how you treat them. Yes. You effectively undermine the way the, the system exactly. has been set up. And you think of each other yeah. and you look at each other in a completely different manner and you work hard at it. But it doesn't stop us as pastors, black pastors, from opening this conversation yes. and talking to our congregants. Mm. Uh, even if you only have black people, even if you only have colored Absolutely. people, you need to talk to your people about this and, and help them understand mm. how it is they need to view their world, how it yes. is they need to view their brothers and sisters mm. and be intentional about working towards this. And part of that is being and doing what Ashwin did. Yeah, and standing up and say, brother, this is Wrong. how you made me feel. Mm. This is what you have done. Mm. And the brother may say, I didn't see it that way. I didn't. But that's this is where repentance, yeah. uh, the work towards unity. Mm. Yeah. I need to sit and I need to hear as hard as it is. And yes. I need to repent. And the gospel gives us the power to, to repent. What else but the gospel is going to give us the power and that, that mm. ability to repent. Otherwise, we get defensive. So, and that's what we see the world doing. But if the gospel's in us, we're able to go, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe it is me. Sure. I know how deep sin runs in me. Hmm. Maybe this is my sin. Maybe this is communal sin. I just want to say to you, sorry, I, 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 I kind of interrupted you. Can I, sure. are you done? Can I'm I, because yep. I, I want to slightly change. I want to pick up on something you said earlier. It's just this whole colorblindness and like, it's bad theology. 
It's not only just bad sociology, it's bad theology. Because we don't believe that when we come to Christ, we're perfected, right? We don't believe like suddenly I don't struggle with sexual sin or uh, pride or anything like that. No, sure. we believe it's we're ongoing, we're working, we're, we're being sanctified every day as we sure. go. And we have to work hard right. at that. That's what yeah. we talk about. Mm-hmm. So how come when we believe that we become Christians, suddenly all our racism and all our racist behavior is gone? gone. And suddenly we're colorblind. What kind of nonsense is that? No, that stuff is deeply ingrained in us. And just as I have to work on my lust and my greed and my pride, I have to work on my racism every day. Sure. I have to, I, and, and whether that's a superiority or an inferiority, we've got to work and we've got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And we've, got to, we've got to wrestle with that and say, we're not, we're not colorblind. In fact, the joy of the gospel is not saying that we become colorblind. It's saying that these people who should never have been together are together. together. What are you people doing together? Let sure. me tell you about Jesus. Jesus overcomes us. Jesus helps us repent. Jesus helps us love people we should never love, yeah. according to the world. That's that's the beauty of the gospel. That's it from us. Um, great to have you guys. This is your boy, David. And this is your our sidekick. Your sidekick. My sidekick. Yes, your sidekick. Yes, we out. Thanks, guys, for listening. We've got work to do. And Ashwin, hold your head up high.